Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no South Hello, good evening and welcome dear listeners, welcome to a cool evening in South Bermondsey, post-Christmas Thursday, whatever that might call, be called, I don't know. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, my name is Nick Hart, you are listening of course to the number one Millwall podcast for the visit tonight of Bristol City. The Lions enter tonight's match on the back of that magnificent, truly magnificent 2-0 win at Watford on Boxing Day, which I think was Monday, lose track of what day of the week is, listeners. Um, but that was one of the most complete Millwall performances, home or away, I've seen in a long time. I dare say you too. Um, can they follow it up with some consistency tonight? That's going to be the big question. Bristol City sit way down in the table, though not that many points behind us. 27 points, I believe, and I haven't got it to hand, that they're about 18th or 17th in the league table. Millwall, of course, just pushed out tonight from sixth spot with other results. Luton winning at Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, so we will now drop down to seventh as we speak as the teams enter the pitch. Uh, your Lions side tonight, George Long and Gold back line, Wallace, Hutchinson, Cooper, McNamara uh, in front of them, uh, Billy Mitch, George Savile, the attacking three, Tyler Bury, Zian Fleming, Andreas Vogel, Summer and up front, Tom Blatch, that's an unchanged side from what was, a, as I've said already, a very, very strong win at Vicarage Road. Uh, the Lions will want to press on tonight. This is the kind of game we really ought to be dispatching. It's the kind of game historically we have failed to dispatch. <laughs> so the big question is, can we produce a performance good enough to get past Bristol City tonight? As the London News Online puts it, <coughs> In the words of Huey Green, opportunity knocks, opportunity knocks, dear listeners. Decent crowd there is, I was quite busy outside, people milling around outside, a lot of queues for tickets, maybe a few latecomers, maybe more people weren't going to come, then on the strength of that win at Watford, Boxing Day they decided to come, I don't know. Ground is filling up. Millwall tonight in their familiar. Iconic, dare I say, dark blue shirts and white shorts. Bristol in a traditional way, get a Bristol with white shirts and black shorts. Kind of 70s, 70s styling. Managed by Nigel Pearson. 
my regular line with Nigel Pearson is he make a great Northern undertaker in a Charles Dickens drama. If he ever looks at an alternative career. We're all going to be attacking the away end in the first half in accordance with the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle written by the Venerable Bede. With only his own quill and some parchment back in the 8th and 9th centuries. Or 9th centuries, didn't take him that long to write it. It is a cracking read, all in Old English, of course. We're going to kick us off, Zian Fleming. Away we go, dear listeners. It's an incredibly tight division, of course, the championship. Millwall's 35 points, just in seventh position now, but um, I think I was reading that as uh, far down as uh, Birmingham, was it, on 17th position? We're just three points behind us on 32, so it's an immensely tight division. No real room for long ball down the middle. Vocal Sammer, route one stuff, he's uh, back to goal. Just couldn't take and turn there. Opportunity, great tackle by Danny Mack, keeping the pressure on on the right side, but I think Bristol will clear it and do. That was right down the middle, route one, with uh, Vogelsammer pushing further forwards more centrally. That's interesting. Wonder if we were trying to mix it up a little bit. I did see some stickers online. With the Zian Fleming song on them. This is now Tyler Bury on the left side. Three, come to his four minutes. Tyler gets a little bit lucky to get there. He tried to beat his man but didn't quite do it. But it's gone from Mill throwing anyway. A quarter of the way into the Bristol half. I imagine those stickers will be appearing on lampposts all around and the away, away games and whatnot. Never really got into the whole sticker scene myself. Quite law abiding. I don't go around stickering things, you know. John Savile being pushed from behind by the uh, ponytailed. What number is he? Can't tell you what. No, who cares what number he is? He's got his hair in a kind of a ponytail. Number 11, I think. Not that it matters greatly to you, dear listeners. Anyway, for a real free kick. This is Ian's uh, country. It's probably about 30 yards. Just wide, uh, just right of the centre of the uh, deep. He's placing it with great care and delicacy. Zian. He's giving it quite a build up. Three steps back. Little tap of his orange boots on the floor. Here it goes. <laughs> over the bar after all that. About three yards over the bar. Six and a half minutes. I haven't actually checked where Zian was born. Does he come from Amsterdam? I thought he came from uh, Sittard. Whether he was born in Sittard, I don't know. I don't know where Sittard is, to be, to be blunt, but still. Good bit out of practice doing this, listeners. You do get out of practice. When I've been doing any what I might call live streams of consciousness for a while. Just doing it at home. It's different, different vibe, different mojo. You get a bit out of practice. Rusty. This is George Long with a free kick and deep in the middle half, eight and a half minutes. Famed for his distribution, George Long. I need more imaginative nicknames. Longy should be DHL with his distribution, shouldn't he? Little flick header on there that's uh, going to be put into touch. Gary Rowett does love a last name based nickname Stylesy, Longy, Hutchie, Coops. 
I think more imagination should be brought about. DHL for Long. Starsky for Hutch. I think I'm running out of ammunition with that. Let's lump back into the, uh, into the mix. Bristol will bring it away. I remember Crystal Palace when they relaunched themselves was back in the early 70s. They invented nicknames for all their players. Um, I think they called Mel Blythe masterpieces. And what that related to, I don't know. Can't believe he was an artist. And Derek Posse was playing for them in the 73, that's been 73, 74 season. When they got relegated, they relaunched themselves in red and blue stripes. Abandoned all that they abandoned their nickname, became the Eagles rather than the Glaziers. But they also invented nicknames for their players. They used to have a, a program with all their nicknames on the team lineup. Masterpiece is the only one that I remember now. And the uh, sheriff was uh, Derek Post kerfuffle there, but uh, George Long putting it into, into touch with his famed <laughs> Amazon levels of distribution there, giving Bristol City a throw in halfway inside the mill half. 17 minutes in. It's been a fairly um, little of yet to really click in my opinion. Bristol have come forward a couple of times, not with any great danger, but certainly um, we're not really flowing at the moment. Our juices are not yet flowing. Beautiful nutmeg by Bernie Mitch to keep possession in their own half. And playing like a boy possessed through the uh, legs of the Bristol uh, forward there. Quite flying by the sea of our pants there, but some of the passes were very much um, at speed and at pace. Crowd trying to get behind their 11. This is Savile, just crossing into the Bristol half. Wallace on the left, Tyler. Not really made much of an impact, he takes his man on now. Goes past him like a, with ease. Oh, that was a bullet header. Crossing from the left by Tyler. Bullet head, I didn't really know much about it by Tom Bradshaw. Headed over the bar 23 minutes, first real chance. Lovely, lovely glide past his defender there by Tyler Bury. I was just about to say he's not done much. And then he did something. And it was something that other players can't do. That's the thing with wingers like Ty Tyler Bury listeners. They can do things that others can't. is the 26 from distance he's trying to chip it into the middle that is head headed into the six yard box but hooked clear by Jill Saville <laughs> Bristol have threatened rather than being dangerous if that makes any kind of sense you get a sense that they are going to keep putting the ball into dangerous areas and they've only got to get lucky once that kind of side Desperate cries in the wilderness. Come on, Millwall. There's Danny Mack on the right side. Ticking towards 38 minutes now. This is Vogelsammer. Balls into the middle. That's behind the, the forwards there, unfortunately. But it's picked up by Murray Wallace. It's Tyler now on the left side. He's controlled embarrasses in there. And the crowd getting on his case slightly. 
long one in towards the box. It's bouncing around. It falls to Vogelsammer. Oh, he hits the crossbar. Deflected under the crossbar. It's still bouncing around. Cooper's in a mix and the goalkeeper collects. Wow, that was a volley from Vogelsammer. It took a deflection onto the crossbar. 41 minutes. First real moment of the half. That is bad luck by Vogelsammer. How many times has that player hit the crossbar the woodwork since he's come over from Germany? Scored on the Boxing Day, but even then he hit the crossbar in the second half. Wow. Here come the Lions. 43 minutes. I don't know about this bloke in front of me, listeners. <laughs> oh dear. Lovely little inside ball finds Ian Fleming. That was Danny Max. Ian does a, a take and turn. It's still on the on the right side. Billy Mitchell now central is finding Murray Wallace on the left. 43rd minute. Just not quite opening him up at the moment, Millwall, but we've still got possession. This is uh, Vogel Salmon on the left. Takes his man on. This is Tyler Bury. No space for Tyler. Murray Wallace now, what can he do? He gets a cross into the middle. Better than one, no real pressure in the middle. Bit of an exodus for the uh, drinks cabinet downstairs. And a glass of sherry, I imagine. Possibly a Pinot Grigio, the Millwall vintage. Got some stuffed olives. I don't, I don't think they do stuffed olives down on the uh, West Upper Eatery. That German sausage uh, out that was doing some trade before the game, I noticed, listeners. Ball inside. That's going to be hoof clear by the five for Bristol. Should be the last play of the first half. Well, it's been a fairly disjointed half in many respects. Mill haven't quite clicked. Best moment of the half from the Lions' point of view, obviously, was that. Vogelsammer shot, the volley, deflected onto the crossbar. Very bad luck. Um, Bristol haven't really had any decisive open chances. They've had moments where they've got the ball into threatening areas, perhaps, but nothing um, to write home about. This is going to be their last opportunity, so left-sided corner. And it comes. Punched away by Jules Long. And there's the half-time whistle, listeners. Nil-nil. Big news of the night, of course, in the football wider football world is the passing of uh, iconic uh, figure, an iconic figure, Pele, a hero of the well, 1970 World Cup. I was uh, nine years old when that was on. I can't say I remember much of it live, but I have seen the footage of it many, many times since. And Pele was always one of those players that you wanted to be when you kicked the football around in Castlecombe School Playground. Uh, Pele, George Best, and um, Bobby Charlton, one of the greats of all time. So he passed away tonight. Um, he's not been well for a little while. There was a rumour that he passed away the other day, or is close to it. But now it is officially confirmed. So R.O.P. Pele, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, football name of all time. In my humble opinion. And breaking story today as well that Isaac Alofi is set to sign for Stockport County. This is from uh, Richard Corley. 
the London News Online. Stockport County set to win the race for Millwall striker Isaac Alofe. Um, apparently there have been a number of bids for him, including, I think, Gillingham, but it looks like Stockport are going to win out. Uh, never really were for, for Isaac. Um, I wish him well. I thought he really came back from Sutton. He scored well for Sutton in the National League, I and mean, then I think when they were in League, League Two, but uh, never quite ignited a den. We have seen him a few times. Whether he's had enough of an opportunity or not, I don't know. The standards of championship football are such that you don't get that many chances, unfortunately. So um, I wish Isaac Alofi well in wherever he goes. Let's hope Stockport do well and uh, he's, he's an integral part of that. Also, I want to send my best wishes to Hayden Muller who's also going to be allowed to leave the club in the January transfer window. 20-year-old Hayden, um, again, like, like uh, Isaac, probably just too far down the mill pecking order. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here come the lines for the second half, listeners. Both Bristol are already out. We'll just enter the pitch. A bit of online comment on the WhatsApp groups, online about the amount of um, you know, energy that that performance at Watford would have taken out of this mill. So we had looked a bit tired and a little bit flat in the first half. And I dare say that uh, with a, a very, pretty tough schedule, we've got another game on Sunday against Rotherham, that that may play in, into um, Gary Rowett's plans for the second half. We have looked a little bit flat-footed at times in the first half. And I imagine they will be feeling the pace after that show at uh, Watford. It was so good, but it would have taken a lot of energy out of them. But anyway, Bristol City line up to kick off, attacking the away end. Millwall, of course, in accordance with the Venerable Beads, chapter one, verse one of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, will be attacking the Colpo Lane end in the second half. Well, here we go. The pace in uh, January is pretty hectic. We've got FA Cup football on uh, the 7th, I think, of against Sheffield United. We won't really want a replay out of that, we'll want it. So they will probably want the same. We'll settled it on the day. Bit of um, lack of control there by Tyler. I think he's feeling the pace. I think I would probably hook Tyler at some point soon. A couple of little wayward bits of control in the first half. But then again, 
that moment of uh, sublime skill that I, I mentioned. That's a 50-50 ball from... He put George Long in, in trouble there, but he did clear it and, and found a pass as well, actually. I've got to stop calling him DHL in that case, because he did deliver there. There goes Tyler on the left. On the run, on the left side, into the box. Slid it backwards, he had the right idea. Had too tight an angle when he finally got into the danger zone. Not enough of an angle or pace on the pass to find some pressure, but it was a great, great run by Tyler uh, Bury there. After I've just been saying I'd hook him. It probably shows why I never went into the football management game, listeners. Bristol, 50 minutes, 51 minutes nearly, pressing on the right side. Right side of Mill penalty, balls into the mix, that's uh, long, down low, takes in well. The 11 was lurking at the far post there, but it never got anywhere near him, 51 minutes. Picture of uh, Scott Malone on Mill TV on the big screen. Scott's gone for this kind of Guido Fawkes kind of look, moustache and little dots, central of his chin. I'm not sure it's um, all right if you're a kind of a 16th century anarchistic Roman Catholic plotter but um, is that Scott Malone? I don't know. He does love a fancy haircut though, doesn't he Scotty? Bradshaw just getting crowded out a little bit. He's got a lot of men around him. Not much in the way of support for Tom Bradshaw when the ball gets punted forwards towards him. 52 minutes. Bristol so far doing a decent job of um, containing us I think is probably the best way to put it. And Millwall not quite flowing as we've said a few times over the course of the evening so far you get a sense it would only take one chance but that could equally as apply to them as much as us bloke's just come in with his girlfriend he's got the most flamboyant jacket I've seen in a long time at a den it's a kind of like a gold lame number like a puffer jacket uh, some kind of um, like golden golden orange lame with a, a tropical design of some sort across the back. It's flamboyant. He's, he's, he's with his um, girlfriend, but it's the kind of thing that Liberace would not be ashamed of, listeners. 53 minutes. Bristol in possession. The 11 on the edge of the penalty is ball low, high over the bar, shot over the bar. 54 minutes. Crowd getting behind the Lions. Who's this? This looks like Styles coming in. I think it's going to be Tyler. It is indeed Tyler coming out of the game. He's not been his most effective. He had that one flash of brilliance in the first half, but apart from that, not his uh, greatest fan in front of me. I think he's very much a Tyler game. Sometimes you'll get good, sometimes you'll get bad. There we are. We're just losing out in the challenge in midfield. I think the half-time instructions must have been to them to um, mix it more. They're a little bit second-best at times in that first half, but they're certainly looking to be more physical. In comes a corner near post. It's flicked across the face of the middle goal. Bouncing around, that should go. No, he's picked up the 11 on the, on the right side. He's been their main point of attack, that 11. 
Styles does well to get the ball there. I thought they'd go away from him. Mill not really um, exerting control in the midfield in this second half, listeners. 64 minutes. We're still coming back again. Sense of anxiety around the den. That's going to run through to Jules Long. Comes towards the halfway point of the second half. I'd say it's probably been Bristol's quarter, if we want to put it in those uh, Americanised terms. They've certainly looked a stronger side in the second half than they did in the first half. We've found it fairly difficult to make much headway, in truth, and they've uh, had moments of look at danger there. Best chance of the game remains that one for Vogel Sam in the first half, but apart from that, not an awful lot from the Mill sides. And ball, loose ball there from Danny Max is a 16 just on the on the left side. Here's the seven now, just on the left side of Millpenzer's shot on target. Ooh, goalkeeper down low, long down low and took well. I think if he had spilled that, that would have been a goal. There's a forward lurking there, 72 minutes. Mill just running into blind alleys and they're all trying to pass their way through there. That's nice work by Betty Mitchell. I was just about to criticise. They've run the ball back well. Hart passes it wide right to Danny Mack. Takes his man on. Not an awful lot to play with in front of him. That's a little one-two with Vogels. And ball across the face of the ball of the goal. No one there. Zian Fleming now on the left. 73rd minute. Coming towards 74. Zian tries to take his man on. Just ran into two defenders again. Story of the of the half. In truth. We're just starting to run. We're just starting to run out of ideas. Bristol now coming down the left, unchallenged. The 27 on the left side's got a ball into the middle. Danny clears it. Oh, the ball's flipped through. Fantastic save by George Long from the 11. Wow, the ball bobbled through the 11. He was through on goal in space. And uh, Long came out and blocked it. Wow, good save. Bristol were very much pressed in the second half. We've been somewhat second best, in my opinion, to them for the bulk of the half. This is the 21. He finds a 14 in space. Chance. Crossed across the face of the goal and that almost hits the corner flag. Old kick. We're all living on their nerves, somewhat, listeners. Free kick chipped forwards. Bouncing. Oh, the 17's put it wide. Wow, that was whipped into a pace. It fell to the 17. I think he was offside. Wow. Should have scored that. that how did he miss? He's put it wide left. I think it was offside. May not have counted in any event. We've gone from Lame jacket to another bloke wearing just a t-shirt tonight. Ain't that cold? Ain't that warm, mate? Blimey. One more time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh! Dear, oh dear. I was going to say more entertaining than the game, but I'm not sure I'm finding it entertaining, listeners. Am I miserable old sod? No, he's all right. He's all right, he's all right really. Ah! People are looking. People are looking at me, listeners. I don't know nothing to do with him. Oh my giddy aunt. 82 minutes. There is a football match going on down here. Lump forwards. All bouncing around. Up in the air. Free kick given to Bristol. 
little girl with him to explain. A gentleman who I think is uh, eccentric, mucking about with a little girl, for she's presenting to hit him. And that um, kerfuffle is, is him pretending to be, uh, you know, in pain. It's an old stick, but it's working. A lot of people looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get this game over and done with it. I'm going to go home now. He's paying no attention to the game, you man. Listeners. I think he's on something. Ball now in from the left. It falls to Honeyman who can't control it. It's gone for a goal kick. 84 minutes. Honeyman now. On the right. Danny Mack. This is Styles into the penalty area. Can't get space for a, a shot. It's going to go for a corner. Just two minutes, so it's now or never, listeners. Right side of the corner for Millwall. Floated in, it's near post, that's headed upwards. It's still in the mix, bouncing around. Falls for that Murray Wallace over the bar. It might be the last chance. It's been a grind of a game, in truth. We've not really done enough to warrant a win. If we did nick it, then that would be wonderful, but I don't think we will do now at this late stage. Bristol are going to be um, taking their time on, on this goal kick. Um, second half, we've been second best listeners. Um, the first half, I think we might have edged it in overall terms. We had the best chance with that uh, Vogel Sanna shot that hit the crossbar. Otherwise, we've not really done enough going forwards. They have had opportunities themselves in the second half, so a point in the piece is probably a fair result if that's how it finishes. But in truth, Millwall have looked a little bit tired and flat after the uh, performance at Vicarage Road on Boxing Day. So um, it's been a difficult night, a grind of a game overall. Man of the match for Millwall tonight. Um, everyone's given everything they've got to give. I think I'll probably go with uh, probably go with Danny Mack again. He's, he's a been energetic. I mean, it's difficult to pick one because it's not been such a great performance, and that's been uniformly on average by Millwall. If you want, there's a ball hoofed clear there by Barry Wallace down the middle. Zian's after it. I think he'll get it. Unfortunately, this just wants lumping back in the middle. Murray, we haven't got much time to play with, mate. Lump it in there, mate. And Billy now got to get it forwards. We're farting around with it. If he really wants um, down the middle. And there goes the final whistle. That's not a boo. That is not a boo performance. That's been a frustrating game against decently organised opponents. And Millwall never quite got it going. But that is not worth booing, in my opinion. Um, as ever, night games seem to draw a strange crowd. But there we are. It finishes probably the right result, in truth. Millwall nil. Bristol City nil. Hello listeners, Mike Hayden here, following that disappointing 0-0 draw at home to Bristol City. We play like Barcelona one week and we play like Akrins and Stanley the next. Um, and, and this is why I'm struggling to see how we can finish in the top six. I mean, we just can't seem to string some wins together, um, which is really, really frustrating. I mean, you know, Watford away was arguably our best performance of the season. Um, the other one was probably when we beat them at home as well. But 
you know, this side, I think, struggle a bit against teams who just plant, you know, back five, two holding midfielders and have clearly come for a point. I mean, we saw that against Wigan. Um, we saw it last night as well. But it frustrated us. Um, and then, to be honest, Bristol City, I thought, actually had the better chances towards the end of the game. I mean, I'm struggling to think of a chance for ourselves. Obviously, Vogel Slama had a good chance, which was he deflected onto the bar. Um you know, I think if we would have that would have gone in, we probably would have gone on to win the game. Um, you know, we've got a quite a decent clean sheet record, uh, but it wasn't to be. Um, you know, there was unfortunately um, back to the old days, sort of of last season, sort of a bit of lack of creativity and um, and pace. I always find it strange. You know, I understand this sort of uh, theory not to change a winning team, um, but you know, when <laughs> you've just played. Boxing Day to then play the same team again pretty quickly afterwards in a midweek game. I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I know we've got a few injuries um, and stuff like that, but you know, you've got to look at it and maybe bring in three fresh heads. You know, could you've maybe started a phobia yesterday? Um, I know Honeyman's not impressed very much, but you know, Bury was really ineffective yesterday. So, you know, I, I just think you know it's one of those performances where. You've given absolutely everything at Watford. Go again the next few days um, and try. You just can't play with the same intensity, I don't think, with the, the eleven. Not really any standout performance. I thought Murray Wallace was good today. Um, certainly went on a few Lionel Messi runs um, uh, before spooning the ball over the bar. Um, but yeah, I thought Hutchinson had a good game. But other than that, it was a pretty passive performance from the Lions. Um, we've got to beat Rotherham on the weekend. Um, and, you know, we're still, I think, a couple of points off, off the top six. But I don't want to keep saying this, listeners, because every season under Rowett, you're always sort of saying, we're only sort of two to four, you know, points off the top six. Um, but that never changes. Um, so, you know, we need to just stabilise ourselves in that top six. And that only comes if you get a follow-up performances. So big game against Rotherham. On New Year's Day, uh, I'm sure we'll all be going there with a sore head. Uh, let's hope we don't leave with a sore throat shouting at another poor performance. Anyway, come on you lions and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Hi Nick, uh, Jim Hackett here. Just uh, calling you straight on the final whistle. It's, uh, it's a difficult one to watch, wasn't it? All the way through. As good as they were against Watford, I thought we were pretty uh, ropey tonight. Started out very sloppy. I think in the first 20 seconds, McNamara gave the ball away from a simple pass. And then uh, we give away a throw-in from Long. And it just set the tone for the rest of the match. I, I thought we were really woeful. You know, some of the passing, some of the, um, not lack of effort, but just the not picking up many second balls. It was really frustrating to watch. I would hate you to have been at the den tonight to watch that because very much like the Wigan game, you never saw anything coming our way. And to be fair at Bristol City, the last 20 minutes, they could have nicked a couple of goals past us. And and I put that down to both Hutchinson and Kubo. Both suddenly went from being fantastic at Watford, started out all right tonight, but the last 20 minutes, I thought there were accidents waiting to happen. They, they had this ability to to pass the ball nowhere. And then when it really matters that their defending does get a little bit ropey. So I'm really disappointed tonight just watching that. I, I can't think. Probably Danny Mack had a decent game. Long kept us in it with a fantastic save. 
Um, but apart from that, I think we sort of got away with it. We could have won it. I mean, if Wallace had put that shot in the right at the end, it would have been unfair of Bristol City, but we'd have took it with a, with a great joy. Um, Vogue's shot in the first half that went onto the bar, that was probably as good as it was going to get for us. But no, I think after the elation of Watford, this sort of brings us back down to earth. And unfortunately, with the group of players you've got, you just can't see where they're going to get their goals from. The phobia come on didn't really look the part for me for 15 minutes. It's just a, it's a, a squad that's it's a mess, isn't it? I think the better the team we play, who want to play football, I think it suits our players to counter that. I think when teams dig in like Bristol City did, like Hull did, I think we really struggle to break teams down and possibly that maybe that's where Rowett should look at possibly maybe playing two up front, you know, giving Bradshaw some help so that when these long balls do come out of defence, we've got a second person there who can help him out and and close down a little bit quicker. But all overall, I think um, nil-nil, it looked nil-nil from the off and it ended up nil-nil and probably a fair result for for both sides. But I think Bristol City will be disappointed if they can get a win there. Um, I think we'll be disappointed. But over the two games, Watford and Bristol City, if you'd have said they got four points, probably got the, the points the wrong way round, but I think we'd have took it. Let's hope we can get some some spark into us ready for the Rotherham game. Okay, thanks, Nick. Bye-bye. Hi, Nick. It's Matt Richards here. Um, just uh, calling in after the game last night. Um, before I do, just want to make a plug for the um, Acton calendar. Um, you know, I bumped into you yesterday, didn't I, at the um, Lions Food Hub and um, picked up my copy there, made my donation fantastic item i was flicking through it just before the game um superb photos um so i definitely recommend anybody any mill fan to uh, grab hold of copy i know there's some going on sale this sunday at the food hub and also you can get it online um as well so yeah definitely buy one because it's a brilliant item for a fantastic cause um game wise it was um obviously a really frustrating game um Looking back, you kind of think that, I don't know, we're playing with more freedom away now. Seems like a weird thing to say, but you look at the performance on Boxing Day, and you think about Preston, even I think Sunderland. Sunderland, you know, we dominated that first half. Um, we're creating more chances away from home. We're playing with more freedom, more confidence um, away from home. The last few games anyway, uh, albeit I know it's been a bit of a stop-start because of the World Cup. But then you look at our last three home games. You know, the, the last time we won at home was against West Brom which feels like well it is weeks and weeks ago almost two months ago um, you know thinking about Jed coming back and everything and so we've got to do something about that um, I don't know why it is um, we're not creating chances teams will obviously sit back more when we're when we're at home because um, they, they know our strengths but we just need to think of different ways to break through them. You know, we need to break down their banks of four in midfield and and in defence, and because it's just not working at the moment. We're, we're we're playing the same tactics. We'd need to get the ball to Fleming more, we, but then similarly, we can't over rely on him because he's, as much as he is a really top top player for us, he's not going to get us promoted single handedly. Um, it's just not going to happen. You know, he's a 1.7 million player. You know, that doesn't happen in this league. You know, we need to have more support from elsewhere. And that's why 
I think at turn of the year, you know, it's an obvious thing to say, but we need more quality up front, wing, you know, real winger, um, somebody else up front as well as, as a centre forward as well. Just different options because there's nothing on the bench last night. When we, if you look to the bench with half an hour to go, you know, we're putting on Callum Styles for Bury. I mean, you know, that's not going to get you out of your seat, is it? And then you've got a phobia who's coming back. He's, you know, not match fit. We need more if we're going to go up. We need more if we're going to go up. Um, and hopefully Berylson sees that and um, we can get some decent loans in because we definitely do need it. I mean, the game, it was sloppy. Um, I thought we looked tired in midfield. Uh, maybe that's physically or mentally, I don't know. Um, that could have partly been a reason. Um had a few chances, but not a lot. You know, I think, you know, Vogel Samar is really unlucky. If that had gone in, I think we would have won the game. It was one of those games where there wasn't going to be a lot of chances. Um, but we didn't, you know, even the second half, you know, we, we, when we did get forward into the, the final third, if you like, the, the balls into the boxes weren't good enough quality, were they? From Danny, from Vogel Samar. <sighs> It just never felt like we were going to score. We had a bit more activity, I guess, when, when the subs came on. Honeyman, Shackleton. But, you know, Stiles was OK, but you know, nothing to kind of think, well, actually, we're going to get, we're going to get a goal. And that's what we, we need. We need to, you know, we need to score more goals. Obvious thing to say, I know. So, yeah, disappointing. I mean, you know, what with the calendar, the actual calendar, I think um, you could probably fill up a a calendar of a day with all the disappointments we've had over the years when, you have a, when you're looking forward to a game after a fantastic performance like Boxing Day and then suddenly you get let down again. Um, how many games over the years have we had? We've had a few of those games this season already, haven't we? But, um, yeah, we'll go again. You know, it's, we still have got a good chance because everybody's average in this league apart from the top two. Um, so we, we we need three points. I know we say it all the time, but we need three points. We just show we can do it at home again. That's what we need to do. Um, build up some confidence. We, we seem to build in confidence for your away games. Um, and, you know, just, just keep at it. Keep at it because we do still have a good chance of promotion this year. So that's it. That's it for me. Um, thanks a lot, Nick. Um, come on, you Lions. Hi Nick, John Rankin just calling in after um, the hangover after the party at Watford. I mean, to be honest with you, the consensus of opinion was that we were going to struggle to get a result, and we did. Um, it had nil-nil or a one-nil uh, to Bristol or Millwall written all over it from the word go, really, to be honest with you. There was no real structure to the play. Um, Zian Fleming didn't really get going. Um, he got some possession on the outside of the box and he looked a bit hesitant. Um, I don't really know what to make of it. Bristol played very well. Uh, they moved the ball well. Um, they attacked down our left. I thought all in all, uh, we held it together, but it was very much touch and go. Um, Vogel slammer for me, played very well again. He was awfully unlucky, he hit the crossbar in the first half. In the second half, uh, we huffed and puffed and we got the ball in the box, but we really lacked that extra bit of creativity. I've got to feel sorry for Tom Bradshaw. I mean, he's five foot eight. 
and he's a goal poaching inside forward really and we seem to just pump long ball up after long ball up to him and he had absolutely a no chance against some very tall defenders and I just think we've got to do better than that really we weren't playing the ball um, we didn't really get any passing going there was one or two periods where we played the ball out but to be, be honest with you we were a different side than the one that faced Watford or were Bristol a different side than Watford I've got to say I thought Bristol played well and they had a chance in the second half I think in about the 85th minute where the number 11 uh, virtually missed an open goal so um, onward and upward not really a lot to say. We go on to Rotherham. Let's try and pick five points or seven points up out of the um, nine that was available. What I would say is it just shows you there's not many points separate us from the likes of Bristol. Although they're 18th and we were 6th, um, it looked like pretty two evenly matched teams to me. So over and out. Come on, you Lions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.